Hey everyone, welcome to the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to seven, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, which is a 31-day devotional written specifically for homeschool moms. I'm excited today because I have a guest with me who's going to open up the world of high school credits. Um, We talked in our last podcast about uh, a couple of different things. We talked about what the big deal was about credits and um, how do we count a credit. It was a great conversation. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, please go back and do that. But um, I'm excited because she's going to be talking, what she's been talking about is uh, giving high school credits in a way that is both unique but makes total sense, right? So before I introduce her, I'm going to remind you all again to go check out my new book, The 4-Hour School Day. Um, This came out June 29th, and it's based on my 25 years of experience homeschooling our eight kids with seven graduated so far, and it's packed with all kinds of encouragement and practical advice and equips you with all the information you need to create a sustainable homeschooling plan customized to your child's needs. That's what we really need. We need something we can sustain. So it's going to help you work with your child's interests and passions for an enjoyable learning experience. It's also going to help cultivate independent learning in your child so you have more time and your child develops more curiosity. It's going to help you navigate the different schooling stages your child will go through and find an engaged community so that you can start this adventure with all the support you need. And so it's available at all major bookstores or you can go to DorendaWilson.com and check it out there. I'd also love for you to subscribe to my website so you don't miss out on any uh, new podcasts that are coming out. I've got over 200 there. Um, if you go to the podcast page, there's a search bar and you can just put in a keyword and you something should come up. <laughs> so if you have a favorite homeschool conference you'd like to attend and you'd like me to come, please let the conference leaders know. They actually want to hear from you um, because they want to be meeting your needs and be sure to share this podcast with your friends. And so um, I mentioned in the last podcast how I love the high school years, but sometimes they come with fear and trepidation. And homeschooling parents really are trying to, at that point, navigate the system while trying to keep a sense of the homeschool lifestyle that's so important to our relationship with our kids. Um, today, I've got Lisa here again. I, welcome back, Lisa. Thanks. Good to be um, here. Yeah. I'm going to ask you real quick if you have your headset on. I do. Okay. Awesome. Okay. I keep I keep hearing myself a little bit, but it's, it could just be something on my end. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but we're just gonna we're gonna keep plowing forward here. But I want to introduce Lisa. If you missed the the last podcast she did with me, I want you to know who she is because it's significant. She brings a lot of experience to the table. She's a 30, uh, 30 year veteran homeschooling mom. She's got um, five kids that she's homeschooled alongside of her husband since 1991. And actually homeschooling became their educational model of choice after she wrote a master's thesis on the history of education in America. That always makes me snicker because when you look at the history of education in America, you there's a whole lot of aha moments as you do that, aren't there? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep. Um, but they also, she has also met Raymond and Dorothy Moore and Carolyn Forte in Southern California. Raymond and Dorothy Moore 
Um, I actually read their book, uh, Better Late Than Early, when I was in high school, believe it or not. Yeah. And that was really my inspiration for wanting to homeschool. And um, fast forward several years, we started having kids and I just, there was something inside of me that was saying, take this unhurried approach. And then I remembered I had this book and I went back and read it again. I was like, yeah, this really resonates with my mom heart. So love Raymond and Dorothy Moore. Um, But Lisa also holds a master's degree in human development and a master's degree in marriage and family therapy. She currently owns and operates True North Homeschool Academy, which offers kindergarten to 12th grade classes, clubs, a mom's mentoring membership, advising, testing, and community. That's very (laughs) well-rounded. Thanks. She she loves coming alongside fellow homeschoolers to support and provide amazing opportunities for their families. And she believes that education is the transmission of culture, and she's absolutely right. And her goal is to transmit a Judean Christian culture that leads people toward truth, beauty, and goodness. Lisa, I love that. Thank you so much for being here again. Thanks for having me, Dorinda. This has been fun. Yeah, I love what you say about education being the transmission of culture. Um, And you know what? You're so spot on. This is why we always say education is not neutral. Right. And this is why when you've coupled that whole, when you've done that study of the history of education in America, it becomes very, very clear that there has been an, there has always been an agenda. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. And, and it's an agenda that is, um, been very, has been very effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always say public education is not failing. It is doing exactly what it was created to do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure that there's probably homes, uh, parents right now who are considering homeschooling and thinking to themselves, how in the world am I going to make it? I, there's no way I can't homeschool through high school. I remember as we were walking along and our children were still very young and we tell people that we homeschool, that one line would always just get me. They would say, but you're not going to homeschool through high school, are you? And I would look at them and say, absolutely, I am. <laughs> yeah, that's where it you gets know? fun. That's where the it, fun happens. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, and especially um, as, you know, at, if, you've, if you've homeschooled in the previous years, it's just sort of like the culmination mm-hmm. of, of this investment that you've made. And, but it does get nerve wracking because we're talking about, you know, creating a transcript and we think, oh gosh, we don't know what we're doing. I love the fact that you help with that and that those are part of the resources you offer, which we will include in the podcast notes. Thanks. Um, so, so our last podcast, we talked about credits being just simply a unit of measure. You know, if we can just bring everything down to just the basics, that's really mm-hmm. what it is. You know, yeah. you talked about communicating to, to the next person who may be helping us in our child's educational experience. Maybe they're going on to college. Maybe not, but either way, it's great to have some sort of unit and measure of measure um, for their high school years because they may want to down the road go back to college. You mentioned that, and um, you talked about how we count a credit. And the next thing we wanted to talk about is what do we typically think of as four credit class? Yeah, so a lot of parents have a vague idea of what a typical course of study is. I'll I'll put a link to what a typical course of study is in the show notes if that would be helpful. Yes, um, that'd be great. Yeah, a typical course of study for high school is generally four credits of English, two to four of history, two to four of math, um, two to four of science. And there's different types of transcripts, vocational, college prep, and honors. And um, it, there's a lot of flexibility in there. Um, we do want our kids to all know how to communicate well. Um, 
English, four years of English, regardless of what kind of transcript is kind of, you know, just a standard right. type of thing. Right. Um, so most parents have an idea of what a typical course of study is. And uh, we think of those classes as the four credit classes. We know that we need to have English one, two, three, and four. Um, math, we're not so sure about, probably algebra one and geometry. And then we're not sure what happens after that, particularly if our kids hate math or right. struggle with it. Um, you can count accounting, upper level math, of course, personal finance, business math. All of that can count for math. Science, generally, we want biology and chemistry. Um, if your kids are going on for college or university, I'd suggest physics. But you can count a lot of different things for science, too. Um, and then history, we want our kids to have world history, U.S. history. And then please, for the love of God, have your kids take a government econ class. They're no longer oh. required in a lot of states, which is oh crazy goodness. to me, but also explains some of our political processes the last couple years. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. You're spot on. <laughs> yes. Do do that, parents. Do that. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. And then foreign language, um, basic computer information, health. Um, I always We always did a lot of Bible study, church history, that kind of thing. Um, and then um, arts, music. So that's that's a basic, typical course of study. And and most of us have gone through high school. We kind of remember, sort of, kind of. Um, our co-ops are offering some of those classes. We know probably speech is helpful. We throw that in there. Um, but what a lot of people aren't realizing is that hey, if your kids go to Teen Pact and then they were um, they went to the alumni event, that can actually count for credit if you need it to. If your kids are training horses, um, hey, that should count for credit. Um, like I, I mentioned, um, I worked with a kiddo years ago. He actually built a plane with his dad. Um, that should count for credit. <laughs> right. right? We had the same situation. We had our son uh, helping us, our oldest son. I think he was about 14 or I, he must have been 15. He was a uh, it was the beginning of his sophomore year, I think. Mm -hmm. I can't remember which, freshman or sophomore. He spent the entire first semester working on the house we were building. Yeah. Now, he, he wasn't cracking one book open, but he was working alongside an electrician. He was, he was like doing all that work that would have, you know, that's kind of like the beginning of training for that job, but it's, yeah. it's kind of like not, it's under the guy who's in charge because you know, we would rather pay that guy in charge to do the things that he, he you know, he's, we need a professional for uh -huh. and all those things like wiring and the outlets and the, and the light fixtures. Well, anybody can do that. So he would do that. So he would mm, do that kind of stuff. Wow. But in the meantime, he would get, he would have things explained to him um, about what, how things were working. Cause people are awesome. When you put a, a, a kid who's hungry and interested, uh, hungry for the information and interested in what that person is doing. They are, they love it. Yeah. I, I've, I've never had an adult say, I don't have time for that. I don't want to do that. They've always been really positive, really kind, really encouraging, and just gone over and above to, you know, share with our kids. So don't be afraid to ask somebody yeah. um, if your child's interested in something. We had a law enforcement officer over for dinner because one of our kids was interested in becoming a, a police officer and we wanted to, he wanted to know more. So we just had him over for dinner and let him ask the questions, all the questions he wanted to. And of course he was really happy to answer those. We had a son who said, I think I want to be a physical therapist. Wow. And I said, that's, that's great. That's awesome. I said, why don't we, I don't know exactly what a physical therapist does. Like 
what the mm-hmm. what their whole job entails. And so what do you think about just job shadowing for a day and just seeing what they do? So I called the local physical therapy office, asked them if that they would be okay with that. They said, we'd love to do that. No problem. And so wow, brought him over. Awesome. And at the end of the day, he said, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that probably saved him a year of college. <laughs> at least. And so I said to him, I said, well, why not? He said, because I thought I was actually going to be working with people pretty much the whole time, like 80% of the time. He said, 80% is paperwork. Yeah. He said, I'm not interested in doing a bunch of paperwork. Now imagine had he spent seven years in college, had all this college debt, and then come to find out he did not like the work. Mm-hmm. And um, our son who went to college, um, he's a software engineer, said most of the students he went to college with were people who already had a degree in something else wow. and hated, hated what they were doing. But you know, kids get pushed from high school right into college without actually knowing. Yeah you know, having an idea of what they want to do. How do you feel about gap years? I mean, how, what's your take on uh, that? Well, all my kids at this point have taken gap years and my youngest who just graduated is planning on the gap year next year. Um, they've all done directed things. Um, they, they've all worked or traveled or studied. Um, my daughter who just graduated is going to, she's really into languages. So she's going to be doing Chinese two and Hebrew four and Spanish three um, and starting German because her goal is professional translating. And to me, that's a fantastic gap year. She works, um, part-time in a chiropractor's office. And so, um, she's going to be really busy and directed and, and I'm not, I don't think you have to be super directed. I think we're a really pretty driven culture. Um, and so there's nothing wrong with like mulling. I, I have to mull to make good decisions. If I get pushed into decisions, I, I stress and I make not the best one probably. But I do think um, if you're going to take time to do a gap year like that, don't sit and play video games then. Read oh, good yeah, books, absolutely. go to coffee shops and talk to people and job shadow and be proactive about your life. Um, but there's no, I, I think our kids are pushed too far too soon in some ways and they make financial choices that could really affect them the rest of their lives. And Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Their brains aren't even fully developed yet yeah, and they're exactly. being expected to make a, a career choice that they're going to stay in this career forever. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and I think also I heard recently that the average person makes seven career changes. Wow. And I can't help but wonder if it's because they didn't really have the time to mull, like you were talking Mm. about. Just in as parents, um, I actually did a podcast with one of our sons about the post high school years because he was doing just that. And um, he talked about and shared with, you know, shared with the parents what it is that has been the most helpful um, for us uh, as parents, like as from the kid's perspective, the young adult's perspective, what's the most helpful things my parents can do during this season? And the biggest thing was prayer and encouragement. Just keep encouraging them and saying, look, you know, just, you know, like you said, stay productive, keep pursuing things. And even if they're just, they start to get, maybe they start to get discouraged because like, I don't feel like I'm landing on anything. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. You know, we're waiting on the Lord and, and that's, that just the timing. Timing is everything. Mm-hmm. I always tell my kids that timing is everything mm-hmm. and just continue to, to uh, encourage them along the way. And eventually they're going to get the direction. Um, but I love what you said about a gap here. It's so, so important to just, you know, we're not sitting on our thumbs. We're being productive. And hopefully that's, you know, our kids are already trained to do that, but 
we as parents can kind of be watching and encouraging and throwing ideas out there and um, and then mainly just praying over them. So right. it's it's just that, you know, that connection that they yeah. make with somebody, maybe at the coffee shop when they're there researching different, you know, yeah. different careers. Maybe they connect with someone and who knows? God right. is so big and so able yeah. to do so much more than we can ask or imagine. Um Absolutely. And it is such a unique time in the world with so many opportunities online. Um, We, like we were just talking before this podcast about Zoom and and StreamYard and Audacity and GarageBand. I mean, those things didn't exist 10 years ago, but you can literally start an online company with practically nothing. I mean, think about it. Like your kids could literally start a, 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 a business with free tools um, at True North Homeschool Academy, um, we've been around for four years, and basically we've been using free products online, honestly, until this year. But I mean, we paid for the website, we pay for Zoom and stuff like that. Right, but as far right. as like the back end management part of it, it has been on Google products, which we haven't paid a penny for. And like this year, we bought this massive learning management system, and it's all beautiful and shiny, and and costs money, but. My whole point about that is that you can start a really viable, serious money-making business without a lot of investment. And our kids can too. Why shouldn't they at this point? That that would be a great gap year. If you have a business-minded kid, get them online, have them sell stuff. And we, we're starting, um, we're doing more and more classes that set kids up for financial success in high school. We have a whole mm. series, young professional series on what your kids can do. It's a eBooks in high school to set them up for professional success. And we're doing more classes like that, like video editing and Photoshop and photography and digital tech, because we actually had a couple parents come to us and say, my kid wants to be a YouTube star and that's kind of cute, but I want to humor him. Uh, do you have a video editing class? And I, I am like, well, you should take that seriously. Cause like Trey Kennedy, he's making like $9,000 oh, yeah. an Instagram post. <laughs> One crazy multiple amount. I mean, like lots of cash, right? I mean, don't quote me on the particulars, but I did read that somewhere. And I just think that there's never been a, a, if your kid is creative and has a work ethic and, um, and, and our homeschool kids are creative with work ethics. They Um, really are. So yeah, give them, give them some, give them a challenge. Like, could you make $10,000 in two months on YouTube? Go for it. Right, right. <laughs> they, they might surprise everybody, including themselves. Exactly, it's exactly. It's a great time to do that kind of thing. It is. You know, there's there's a lot of things about the time we're living in that are hard and, mm-hmm. um, you know, challenging. But this is an area that's really exploded as yeah. far as potential for our kids. So I think what we need to do is stop looking at the old way yeah. um, and look for a new way because I really believe that's going to be in the best interest of our kids. And our kids are they were made for such a time as this. Right. So their little, their brains, their everything about them. I believe God created them for this particular time, this high tech time. These, you know, just the way that things, the availability of the things, like you mentioned. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. Like I have, uh, you know, with doing this uh, a book launch that I've done mm-hmm. recently. Um, I needed several months ago a social media manager. Want to hire just anybody? You know, I wanted to know this person, or at least have them. You know, feel like they knew me. And I just I can't get online and find that. Well, it turns out my daughter-in-law was interested. Wow! 
And she has picked up on so many pieces of this and is just doing an amazing job. She does all the graphics, all the scheduling. She tells me when she says, I these are doing real, these particular posts are doing really well. I think you should do more of these and maybe add this. And she's been amazing. And so our kids are just kind of like, they can do this, you know? And I mean, everything from like starting an Amazon store, our daughter talked about starting a little Amazon store or starting a little store online. Really it's about the marketing. Yeah. And and our son has done gotten uh, certifications online, like Google certifications for yeah. uh, certain specific IT things. And there are places that are hiring based on just a few certifications. Right. And right. you know, and then just building that resume, like you were talking about, basically saying I have value to to bring here, and knowing how to communicate that. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an amazing time that we live in. It's exciting. It's exciting yeah. for our kids and exciting exciting for us. And so we need to not get bogged down um, with oh, it's got to look like this. Because the yeah. reason I think it feels boggy is because it's not what we're supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> well, we we I do the I do this whole workshop and um, I've done a podcast and a blog post and I do this at conferences on the future of work. And we are right now in the fourth industrial revolution. Um, and so what a lot of people aren't realizing is that we've gone through four industrial revolutions. I only learned about one of them in high school, um, but we're in the fourth one. And whenever you have any kind of revolution, industrial or political, there, it's a time of unrest. And the old ways are over and the new ways are not yet explored or understood. And that's where we're at right now. And so our kids are the traditional ways. Um, when I was growing up, it was expected we all went to college um, we were going to have to work. My parents uh, helped pay for it, and I got out of college without any debt at all. It was doable. Um, but you can't just get an extra job and get, at, get through college with no debt right now unless you get a really fantastic scholarship. There are some of those available, but not for everybody. And so if you, if you can't get through college without like minimal, minimal debt, like I'm thinking under 10000 even that might be pushing it, do something else at least for a, a time. Because um, you don't have to have a degree in the ways that you might have had to a generation ago to be upwardly mobile or to maintain a certain lifestyle. And the other thing, we're so global. You know what I mean? Like we, we're connected with some world schoolers and um, global travelers with our social media platform because we offer online classes. So we're set up perfectly for the digital nomad. And um, there's more and more young people who are traveling as they work. And um, that's just their lifestyle. And so there's so many cool. I, when we got graduated from college, we went got jobs. <laughs> right, right, exactly. We exactly. never thought about like going to Thailand for the year. You know what I, I know. mean? <laughs> right. I know a, a friend of mine. Um, we were laughing because um, her her kids take regular vacations and leave their children, her grandchildren, with them. And she said they vacation more than we do. Yeah. They they go places more than we do because that's their mindset is, oh, we can do this. We you know, where that. we kind of grew up with, well, it's a lot of work. It's, it's you know, it's just, we just, you know, we don't do that because it's before yeah. the internet. And so, yes, things had definitely changed. And when you talked about navigating, it's like navigating uncharted waters or un, uncharted territory is what we're yeah. doing. And we're sort of like blazing the trail through here. And I, uh, I love Tim Elmore from growingleaders.com. And he does a really great analogy of that in one of the chapters of his book. Um, oh, darn it. I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, he talks about um, the growingleaders.com is his website. And then he uh, 
there's a book that he talks about um, just basically navigating the, these new times. And he describes it just like that. When you think about the guys who explored new worlds, yeah. they didn't know where they were going. They were like writing the map as they went along. And right, that's right. basically what we're doing. We're writing the map as we go along and that's okay. Um, it doesn't, we've got to have a sense of adventure. I think we as yeah. parents need to make sure that we keep that sense of adventure and don't get too caught up in um, just feeling safe and secure or putting, you know, our safety and security and things that really don't provide that. They, they really don't. We've got to put our safety and security in the Lord, have a sense of adventure and pass that same spirit onto our kids and they're going to thrive. They're going to absolutely yeah. thrive. Yeah. So it, it sounds like you've talked quite a bit already about the benefit of thinking more broadly about credits is, was there anything more you wanted to add to it? Cause that's our last question for today. Yeah, I do think most parents that I've talked to over the years, they have a really good sense of where their kids are going more mm -hmm. than their kids do because they know their kids and they have life experience and they've had some hard knocks and all right. that kind of stuff. So don't ignore what you have a good sense about for your kids. Cause some of our kids, we know they might be better served by getting a PhD. Or they might be better served by going and apprenticing with a plumber or traveling or whatever. Right. And so don't ignore what you know about your own kids. You were made to be their parent. God put you in that position for a reason. Your kid needs you. And they need your wisdom and they need your input and insight and prayers like Dorinda already mentioned. Um, so be aware of where you think your kids are going. And then for high school, think broadly. Like you're giving your, your kid a smorgasbord of experiencing the world so that they can understand there's so many possibilities and from from there they're going to launch but also with high school you should also start thinking about like rigor too so wide and deep and i really i really think if your kid has a particular interest high school's a great time to focus on that um and they might not do it for the rest of their life i actually threw pottery in high school and did some production pottery and sold it um, and I loved the potter's wheel. I loved the smell of the clay and the whole thing. It was my dig, my jam. Um, but I haven't thrown pottery for years and years, but I learned an awful lot about art and design and form and creativity and work ethic and all that kind of stuff from those experiences. So just think like, think long view, but also think life is seasonal. And you've got to hold those two things in your hands as you're raising kids all the time, right? <laughs> absolutely. That's uh, like, absolutely right. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, your child is going to make the decision. Yeah, it, exactly. It's their life as, it, you know, God gave them this beautiful life and they should go out and figure out what all the wonder it holds for them. It, it's personal. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it really is. So well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Lisa. It's been delightful, Dorinda. Thanks for having me. It's been a great conversation, and I'm going to include all the uh, uh, connection ways you can connect with Lisa along with her resources, and so she's just got so much to offer. So um, I, I don't doubt that countless moms who are listening, parents who are listening, are going to go check out what you have to offer. So thank you for being here today. Thank you. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. For the parents who are listening, God, that's really why Lisa and I do what we do, is we want to bring encouragement. We want to be cheerleaders for these homeschooling parents who have taken on this great responsibility and privilege of homeschooling their kids, and specifically through high school. Lord, I pray that every heart um, that's listening would be encouraged, Father. Thank you that you have made all of us for such a time as this, that you have a good plan and purpose 
for our lives and for our kids' lives. And so we commit our high schoolers to you and we ask that um, you would just continue to um, make clear to us and to our children what you have for us. Lord, as you just unfold it in front of us, help us to be faithful, to walk in obedience to it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.